Welcome to the Matt Mosley Show. Chuck Cooperstein, the voice of the Mavs. And let us hope that somehow things work out as they did that year. The Mavericks and the Suns are playing in the Western Conference Finals, and we can revisit a trip to RA to see just how good it is. Is it, is it even still there? Oh my gosh! Those boy, you're bringing back some some fun memories. Even <laughs> ran into our, the, the the late great Craig Sager one night, sitting at one of those uh, watering holes, and and in walk. I mean, you could have. I think the same night, um, Stardemeyer came walking in there late, and I was way more excited to see Sager come walking in. I thought, man, this is NBA royalty right here, and he had one of those great jackets on. Uh, I think Kevin Blackstone may have been in there as well. This is the Matt Mosley Show. Here's your host, Matt Mosley. Oh, it is Matt Mosley alongside Garrett Ross. Garrett, I mean, you never know. You never know on this show what's going to happen. And uh, a lot of times we, uh, we, get, we love breaking news here. And, Garrett, as you'll find, working with me on a daily basis, I don't necessarily like to, like, plan – days out and ahead now i like getting guests i like getting great guests and i i'll put you on you know rabbit hunts i'll send you down rabbit holes all right i don't know about rabbit hunts rabbit hunts. does that but i'll send you on wild goose chases maybe that's what i'm looking for um sometimes but a lot of times i kind of like to wake up and go who do i want to talk to today and then we go get them but there's sometimes news breaks and then we're like whoa Let's let's get out there and, and let's let's hammer on this thing and let's get some people that will talk about the news of the day. And so I'm excited to tell you that at uh, 3:40 today, uh, we will have Scott Drew, the the coach of the national champion Baylor Bears. And usually I just like talking about Scott about the team, and I'm sure I'll bring some of that up. Let's see, James Akinjo. I'm going to write this down. James Akinjo. Who's the other guy? Uh, Garrett Del Bonner. Yeah, Are Bonner. You familiar with his work. Del Bonner has uh, arrived from, I believe it's Fairfield. I believe it's Fairfield. I found out where that was the other day, Fairfield, and um, and now I've forgotten again. Anyway, he comes to us uh, from Division Two, but he was a monster, and uh, and he'll do a great job. But anyway, uh, the big news of the day, and we. Uh, We'll continue to talk about it, and we'll talk about it with Scott Drew. But um, Coach K is hanging it up. Now, he's going to give us one more year, kind of a final uh, reunion tour. And, uh, and that'll be nice. It'll be a good, give a good chance for some closure and that kind of thing. We said goodbye to Roy Williams already, and they already have a new coach. Hubert Davis is the new coach at, uh, at North Carolina. And isn't that, isn't that interesting that the huge rivals, Garrett, you know, exit stage left, stage right, whichever one it is, <laughs> at the same time, although Kay is going to give us one farewell year. Isn't that Can you imagine recruiting like that when you're out there recruiting and you're just like, well, Coach K, yeah, you get one year with him. You get one year. But what about these guys they recruit for on down the line? That's going to be you the know, difficult thing. Wow. Yeah, how about that? Because, I mean, do you, now, again, do you go to Duke. Duke for Duke? What's that? Do you go to Duke for Duke? Or do you – because to me, like, when I look at, like, guys like Coach K, right, like, I know, I know Duke is a tremendous school, but yeah. are you actually going there for that? Or you're going there to play for Coach K, right? I mean, so th- to me, you're right. That, that makes it a lot more difficult to recruit going forward. 
because now you're going to have to sell the school instead of the coach. Well, I mean, it's a lot like Kim Mulkey leaving, quite exactly. honestly. And uh, you, you, you hope the program she built will stay intact and you can build on it. And it's a great enough program that it's bigger than one coach. And, of course, Nikki Collins steps in there in that front. Now uh, Coach K will get one more year. What if Kim said, I'll give y'all one more year, and then I'm going to LSU? <laughs> what would we have done? I don't think that um, would have went over well. No, no, it would have gone over well. Um, I, 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 this is really shocking. I, I say shocking. Can it be shocking when, like, a 70-year-old man steps down? What well, is? It is. I, I love it when people say, it couldn't have shocked anybody. He's an old man. He's an old co- Well, it's still, it's Coach K. I mean, think about that. There are, there are certain things in life that you expect to always be there. And you expected Coach K. It's like for many years, whether it be Paterno at Penn State. And, of course, we know what happened there. But some of these great, you know, my for me, it was Coach Taft, such a legend. I never grew up growing up, and even when I was in college, I never imagined a post-Taft era. And then it happens all of a sudden. One day it happens. Coach Taft, hey, I'm going to go try something else. Going to go be the, the head of AFCA. American Football Coaches Association. So, uh, man, you ask a good question, though. Why do people go there? Yeah, I, that's a tough one because I think Duke has become such an unbelievable program that it will continue to be Duke. And I hope that's the same case with Baylor. Molly. In, in women's basketball. And, and Duke, certainly, and Baylor, both great academic I'm not just saying that because I went to Baylor, but both great academic reputations. I would say Duke. I'll admit Duke might, to some, might be viewed as even even higher academically than what we have in in uh, Central Texas here at Baylor. But but not by much. Not by much. It's a, it's a great great school. But for basketball, I would say the legend of the Cameron Crazies supersedes and will last much longer than Coach K. But it's going to be tough. This is not going to be an easy transition. And what happens is, Garrett, in these families, you say, what will Duke do? Will Duke still go? Well, most times, now, Indiana stayed in the family, but they went for an NBA coach. Um, North Carolina stayed in the family, but they went with an assistant coach who was a beloved player. Um, They think Duke will go with this John Shire. He's a great player. Don't get me wrong. He was on that team that won a national title with uh, Singler and Nolan Davis that beat Baylor to go to the Final Four. Barely beat us at that. So I I, I just think when, when those parochial, I don't know if that's the right word, the those insular-type schools that um, they have a hard time going outside the family because there's a belief that only – those people understand the the scrutiny that is on a program like that. And there's not there, – there's just not – it's hard to take. You can't take like Porter Moser that just went to Oklahoma and go, hey, Porter, good job with Sister Jean. Why don't you go down there on Tobacco Road and go to Duke? It's just – it's really – now, a coach that's still young enough but has just won a national title – like – Mark Few and Scott Drew would be big enough names and great enough coaches 
to go handle something like that. But fortunately for Baylor, and again, I'm not saying Scott would leave. I mean, I think Scott loves us. But fortunately, I, I, I don't think those schools think like that. They, their first thought is, let's have one of our own. And that's why, you know, John Shire's name comes up. But, boy, that's a – how would you like to step into the shoes of Coach K? I don't, wow. No. No, I wouldn't want to do that. And I think that it's going to be difficult for anybody to feel that. And going back to the programs, what, what I was saying is when you look at – okay, like when you look at Baylor and Kim Mulkey leaving, it, that reminds me a lot of the situation with Tennessee. You have to follow a, leg, a, a legend and – while you're still a competitive program, you're not on that that level. And I think we've seen that in the past with UCLA, if you want to draw a comparison to Duke, where, I mean, they were, they ran college basketball on the men's side, and they're always in the mix, but they've never been able to get back to that, that level. And that's my concern with, like, the programs like the women's Baylor team, uh, the Baylor women's team, and this Duke team. Yeah, we'll see. We, we shall see. Um, Duke goes way, way back. And so Coach K, even Pat, you know, what Kim did in arriving in 2000, you know, oh, man, when did we, I mean, obviously won that national title in 2005. Sometimes I get all my years mixed up. But, I mean, she arrived and then got us through a horrific time with that with that team and everything. I but But, again, what Coach K did starts all the way back, in like 80, even before that, I'm trying to think who he had early on, but like uh, Billis and those guys and Tommy Amaker and Johnny Dawkins and those players were mid-80s. Okay, though, so that this run that he had, look that up real quick, um, Garrett, if you don't mind, to see what his first year at Duke was. I just think we probably have a thought that Duke's always been Duke, and I think Duke probably did have a good run, like, in the 60s or maybe early 70s. Like, they had some good teams. Not that they didn't. But I, it, what, what Coach K had, 1980. Yeah. Really? Yep. Can you imagine that? No. Can you imagine tw- 41 years of this? Now, like anything, this Duke team did not make the NCAA tournament this past year. And so I'm sure there was some grumbling. What happened? Of course, we laughed. Duke and North Carolina, look at them. They're down, this and that. But, um, that you know, and, and he maybe he didn't win as many titles as he could have. You could say that about Roy. You could even say that about the great, the late, great Dean Smith. I mean, th- but there's something to getting there time after time after time and knocking on the door. Now, Duke busted down that door. Roy Williams busted down that door. But I'm just saying, like, he, he – and they had – of course, we would all laugh when they would have those early tournament losses. Duke used to lo- lose to teams like – I think Mercer beat them one year. That was a really bad loss. But, but overall, this guy is a living legend. And um, it's pretty amazing that he is walking away. Um, if you want to weigh in on this topic, feel free. Here's the question I would ask. Who's the greatest? Who are the greatest college coaches of all time, and where does Coach K rank? And again, Coach K is going to do one more year. You want to text in on this? I'm fine with that. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. That's two five four six six two sixteen sixty, and that's that. Uh, that's that CNC collision line. 
uh, text line, 254-662-1660. You can call us on that line if you'd like. But I, I, I would say Coach K, I think John Wooden always seems to be number one. I, I think Bob Knight has to be in that top five. Uh, but I, I, I don't know how Coach K isn't in discussion. Dean Smith, top five. But Coach K's right there maybe in that top five. Now, I may hear some things, and then maybe that will change my mind. Feel free to, to – but I'm talking about men's college coaches, okay? Don't, don't be throwing Geno Ariema or Kim or whoever. Those are great coaches. But I'm talking about men's college basketball, the greatest coaches of all time. Where do you start, and, and what's that top ten look like? And I think – I think you. I think it begins with John Wooden, because those were the greatest teams ever, and I swear they went like four years without losing. Uh, and that that was sort of late uh, mid '60s through mid '70s. Actually, you'd be shocked to see when he retired. It was uh, it was like '70. It was actually like '72 or '73 mm-hmm. or something like that, or maybe '1974. Um, text us if you want to. Off top of your head. Garrett, where would you go with that? But greatest, greatest college coaches of all time. And does Coach K automatic top five? I think he has to be. I, for me, he is. I would say, oh, man, Wooden is definitely there. Dean Smith, um, Adolph Rupp, Wooden, I mean, um, That's a K, and Bobby Knight, Bobby Knight. I don't uh, know, though. I mean, yeah. I don't know if I'd put Bobby Knight in my top five. I, I just it's I don't hard know. Hard because he arguably had he had the last team that went undefeated the entire season. I mean, I think Mark Few is, he's a good is, one. is almost in a discussion now to be top ten all time, even though he's not won a national title like the man we're going to have on at three forty today, Scott Drew. I think also like the, some of the outliers, or I guess they could probably squeeze into like a ten, but. Trying to figure out where you would put Lute Olsen or um, Calipari because I mean you know they've had championships but they still haven't had I, I don't know I guess yeah. they haven't had that that same level that you're seeing with Coach K. Yeah. Billy Donovan was unbelievable. I mean, yeah. he really was a great college coach and um, you know Jay Wright's on the run at Villanova. He's putting up some you know what he's done recently has grabbed a ton of attention. I think John Thompson had such an amazing mm-hmm. run at Georgetown. We just lost him recently. Well, the he guy at UNLV. Tark. Tark, uh, yeah. Great, great coach. What you would say, what you wonder with Tark and John Thompson, they did it for many, many years, but the greatness, the absolute greatness seemed to kind of be in about a five- to ten-year period right. where, where Coach K did it for about 30 or 40 years. I mean, starting in mid '80s, Coach K just kept going to the Final Four. I mean, I, I, Denny Crum's in there from Louisville, Bayheim, um, Michigan State, uh, Izzo, Izzo. Yeah, Izzo's a great, great coach. I mean, he's one of the best coaches of all time. You're right, Izzo's a good one. Um, Doctor Tom Davis, even at Iowa, you think of guys. You brought up Lute Olson. Mm-hmm. Um, some of those, some of those guys are just uh, remarkable. I was trying to think. I mean, Bill Self is a top ten or fifteen coach oh, yeah. all time. I mean, he really is, and we give him a hard time. He cheated some of the time, but that's okay. 
a lot of a lot of guys. You did. got to sometimes. Not the great wooden. Not the great wooden. Uh and you know, Coach K, I, I think some of this ugliness. I mean, I was about to have to say Patino's one of the greatest. I mean, Patino's great. He just is so s- slimy. It's hard to it's hard to say yeah. that, but in, in terms of a great college coach, you'd have to put him up there. You'd have to put him up there pretty high. I would say Eddie Sutton is another one that did it at he did it at Arkansas, uh, Kentucky, and and uh, Oklahoma State. He was great, great, great coach who does not get enough attention. All right, some interesting things there. Two five four six six two sixteen sixty. If you want to put in, boy, my man Jim Haller would have some good thoughts on this. Going back to the days, going back to the days of the Southwest Conference. But Eddie, Eddie, and then Nolan. What Nolan brought to Tex, uh, to Arkansas. Those were great, great, great programs. And then, of course, the the programs we loved, like like Shelby at A and M and some of that. I mean, those are great, great coaches. Not just not quite to you know the Coach K level or something something of that. Wow, this is a really huge day, uh, and we will continue. If you want to talk about this, we will. We'll continue. We'll we'll uh, we'll look at the text line and read some of your thoughts on this. I also want to talk about next, though, Garrett. One of the great, one of the greatest performances we've seen in NBA playoff history occurred last night, and I think we need to react to that. That's next. This is a Fox 44 weather update. I'm Chief Meteorologist Mike LaPointe. We'll see a mix of sun and clouds today and high temperatures topping out around 80 degrees. Just a slight chance of a passing shower. It'll be partly to mostly cloudy tonight. We drop to 65 and mostly cloudy tomorrow. Little sunshine with a 40% chance of rain and a high of 81. Join me every weeknight during Fox 44 News at 536 and 9. For your forecast first, plus check out fox44news.com for any changes in the weather. They do service right at MP Electric. Since 1996, MP Electric has serviced industrial, commercial, and residential accounts in the greater Central Texas area. MP Electric's trained and courteous electricians will solve your electrical problems quickly and professionally. Be one of the thousand satisfied customers in Central Texas. The next time you need an electrician, call Mark, Paul, Lisa, or John at 399-9895 or schedule your service call at mpelectric.net. TFNB Your Bank for Life is the official local bank of Baylor Athletics. Find out why more Central Texans are making TFNB their bank for life. Sign up for our edge checking or savings accounts and earn interest, cash back, or free digital downloads. With five locations, managing your money has never been easier. And check out the new bear statues at our downtown Waco location across I-35 from Baylor. TFNB Your Bank for Life member FDIC. Mark Stewart here with Bird Colgen Ford. Bird Colgen Ford is your Ford dealer for new and pre-owned sales, service, and collision. Work with our championship sales team making buying your next Ford simple. Trying to stay within a budget? Choose from select certified pre-owned vehicles you can trust. We are proud to support the Crawford community, Crawford Athletics, and wish the very best to the Crawford softball team in their quest for a championship. Burkholgen Ford, making buying your next vehicle simple. You have a 
a business or a school or a team that needs to put their logo on something, then let the pros at Mallory Screen Printing and Embroidery do the job for you. They can customize your logo on t-shirts, caps, dress shirts, golf shirts, winter apparel, and more. Stickers for any occasion, banners and signs, large or small. See more at MalloryPrint.com or call 1-800-433-2220. For your next custom screen printing or embroidery, check out their full catalog at MalloryPrint.com. Graduation season is upon us, and Morrison's Gifts has the perfect gift to commemorate the graduates' great accomplishments. Since 1979, Morrison's Gifts has been Waco's gift store for personalized graduation gifts. John Hart ID wallets, duffels, laundry bags, and luggage for guys and gals, Consuela purses, and accessories, just to name a few. Always free gift wrapping and shipping to anywhere. That's Morrison's Gifts, a proud Baylor alumni-owned business in the Brazos Place Center next to Jason's Deli. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Four games in the NBA tonight. The 76ers try to close their series with the Wizard. Tip is at 6. The Hawks also try to close their series with the Knicks. Tip at 6.30. Utah has a 3-1 lead in the series over the Grizzlies. Tip at 8.30. And the Mavericks are back in L.A. taking on the Clippers. That series tied at 2. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Rangers continue to reel on a seven-game slide. They try to bounce back tonight at the Rockies. First pitch at 7.40. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. MC CC continues their JUCO World Series tonight versus San Jacinto. First pitch at 7.30, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. And the Crawford Lady Pirates go for back-to-back state championships tonight in Austin versus Stanford. First pitch at 7 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Shooter FM 92.9. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. Mosley and Garrett Ross and uh, boy Garrett cue that up I want to hear this was part of last night's uh, part of last night's festivities if you were watching the NBA and I you know I, I thought well this will be kind of fun I'll watch one game it'll end and then I'll, I'll watch this Lakers uh, Phoenix game well it turns out the Lakers and Phoenix became a laugher Anthony Davis didn't play LeBron left like five minutes early and that, but yeah, that game, uh, that, that that was nothing. But what unfolded for us was a game for the ages. It was Game Five, and it's Nuggets Trailblazers, and it's always fun. I mean, Dame Lillard is fun to watch no matter when. But the playoffs it amps up, and he's already shown that he could do some incredible things in the playoffs. But I think Garrett. What we're witnessing is maybe maybe one of the the, the best clutch players in, in NBA history now. Like I, I I'm not saying he's better than right. than Steph as a player, and Steph's the greatest shooter ever, but we're starting to see this happen on such a routine basis that it, and everybody knows it's coming, and then he still does it in people's faces. And so I, I, I think I think what Dame Lillard did last night for the uh, for the Trailblazers, and it's in a losing cause. I, I I'm just I, I I'm still almost, and you can't be in this business. You can't say I'm at a loss of words. Well, what, what are we doing? We got to talk. But 
it, it, it was one of the – just to know it was coming and know that the opposing team couldn't do anything about it. And the way he breaks teams down off the dribble and then with everything on his back. I mean, was it that first overtime, Garrett, that gets up to like 123, 111? Nuggets look like they're going to put that thing away. And the the guy keeps coming. Yeah. And he keeps hitting threes and he wouldn't stop. And then, you know, they weren't updating his score a lot. They weren't like on the on the channel. You know, it was just such huge back and forth action that I wasn't seeing. I knew he was having a great game. But at some point they go, well, he's got 55 points. I was like, what? Dame has 55? And, and, and again, the, the Nuggets have some really nice players, and they have Michael Porter Jr., and they have the great Jokic, and, and they're one of my favorite teams. But, um, Garrett, I, I would have to say that in the annals of, uh, of, of NBA, I mean, that, that's – that was the, the best playoff game so far this postseason. I don't want to get trapped in the moment. I don't want to say it's the best ever or anything like that. I'm just saying, given what was on the line, it's 2-2. Um, he's in enemy territory. They're playing in Denver at altitude, and that guy goes absolutely nuts. Yeah, I mean, it, it was unbelievable. There was nothing that you could do to stop him. And remember, at one point, Austin Rivers, when Dame finally misses a three, and Austin Rivers is like, thank you, God. Because he played, I mean, he was playing tremendous defense. There was nothing you could do about it. And that's why Dame is my favorite player because he, he's, he's really, he puts his, the city on his back. He puts the team on his back. He's quiet about his business. He doesn't, you know, like, like with Paul George, right? He's, oh, I'm playoff P, but I never show up. Dame, you can, I mean, he's the one that shows up in the playoffs, but he's not the one that's drawing the attention to himself. He, I mean, he's got an okay core around him, but if you put some talent, like some serious talent around him, I think Portland could win a championship. It's funny to say serious talent because that Norm Powell, I thought that was going to be a great pickup for them. C.J. McCollum's a really good player. Nurkic is a nice center. They've got Cantor as well. I mean, it's not like they've got bums around him. No, they don't. But but they went they went silent on him. They went silent on him in, in the in the late late part of that game in the OTs, the two OTs. Did you see that? Like in the final two minutes or whatever, and then counting the OTs. I didn't see it because I don't have NBA TV. Well, I don't you don't even need to admit that. That's that's <laughs> a sad thing. And this game ended up on NBA TV last night. Because they put the, they thought they had to put the Lakers on TNT, and Barkley was calling them out on it and all that kind of stuff. But bottom line is, he he went for, he went six of eight during that time from three. He hit how many threes did he hit? Eleven threes or ten threes? He had a he had a, a million threes in that game, and but the rest of the team went like one for nineteen. McCollum did hit a big one at the end of regulation. To get it to get them to within one, they finally missed a free throw that would have put them up by four, and that's when Dame tied it late. And then he just went crazy in the OTs, and they finally they still had a chance at the end, and he tried to pass it to McCollum, and and I think all of us were just like, "What are you doing? I mean, you've got to shoot the basketball." It was one of the greatest displays I've seen, Garrett. Let's hear. I want to hear the call 
set this one up. Which uh, which one was this? So this is the three pointer in the second overtime where he surpassed uh, Clay Thompson uh, for the all time record. That is Denver. Slow this guy down. Lillard launches. He bites it in. Wow. Damian Lillard taking Denver's heart. He's got 55 points. That's Greg Anthony. Is the other guy you were hearing and. Uh, yeah, it, it, it's uh, he did take their hearts. And if he had any help at all, and there may be something, Garrett, I would usually say, nah, come on, Garrett, that's a good team. McCollum's great. You know, the thing I love about Dame is what you said. You know, after years and years of knocking on the door in Houston, Harden said, get me out of here. I, I want to go do what KD did. I want to go purchase, you know, I want to go show up, join mm-hmm. some guys and try to win a title. Dame doesn't do that. Could Dame join up uh, with one of those Brooklyn-type teams and just be incredible? Sure. I mean, can you imagine, like, Dame playing next to Luka no. or something? I mean, I, I, you know, it's just it would be crazy. Now, the problem is they both need the ball a lot, and, uh, and so that probably wouldn't work. But most places it would work. And if you put him next to a superstar, they'd win it. Like, if you put Dame with Kawhi, they would go win it. They'd go win an. They would go win an NBA title. But he loves the franchise, he loves the ownership, and he's he's hung in there with them. And I agree with you. But uh, at some point, you got to do more. You got to put more around him. But I thought that was incredible. Let's hear a little bit from Dame uh, following the game. It's something to be proud of. But I mean, ain't no, ain't no moral victory. You know, it's our, we needed this game. You know, so it's a given that that's what the effort should look like. We shouldn't have, you know, been in a 20-point hole, but that's on our team collectively. You know, it wasn't enough resistance defensively uh, to start the game, starting with me on the ball. Uh, you know, we dug up, dug ourselves a hole, but we dug out of it. And, you know, playoff basketball is a game of runs. Uh, you got to want it. And, you know, we showed that we wanted it. We fought back. And um, all the way to the end of the game, we had our opportunities. And, you know, just didn't take advantage of them, and they did. All right. Maybe one of the best performances no one saw because not everybody gets NBA TV, sadly. And, I mean, I, I tell you what, Garrett, I will – if I had known, I would have seen to it. I don't know what cable you're on or satellite coverage or whatever, but we got to get you NBA TV. There's no – there's there's really no excuse for you not having that. So I will come down there and lobby for you. Thank we'll you, get Matt. you on the right streaming service to get you NBA TV because you could not miss that game last night. Now, on the other side, Michael Porter Jr. hit a huge shot. Um, Jokic impacts games in so many different ways. He finds uh, Michael Porter Jr. for pretty much the the huge three that, that, that kind of put Portland away, gave them a six-point lead, and he put it over the corner, and he threw it over Covington. Covington fell down. He, we have never seen a big man pass the ball like Jokic. People say, what about Bill Walton? What about this guy? What about that? You know, eh, what about Sabonis, Arvita Sabonis? No, no, no. Nobody has done it to this level. Jokic is ab- utter greatness. Monte Morris was great. So you had three players. You had, uh, you had the, the Joker with like 38 or 40 points. You had a guy with 27, and you had a player with 26. So you had three Denver players going off, and then you had one Portland player who had to score 55 by himself. 
Yeah, that's the, see, and that's the thing. That's why I wish Dame would get some help because if you, he just had one of those pieces, would you imagine if you put Dame on that Denver team, it would be over. Yeah, I mean, other than the fact they play everything through Joker, so it's a little, it'd be a little strange. But you're right. I mean, they would figure out a way to do it, and Jokic would still be great with with Dame. Dame Dame not only did that, he he became like the first person ever, like in playoff history, to have. 50 points, 10 threes, 10 assists. Mm-hmm. I can't remember how many rebounds he had. He, a lot of times he gets a bunch of rebounds too. Now he's not like, you know, Russ. Now I, I'm not a Russ hater, but sometimes Russ will have one of those dumb games where he'll have like 21 rebounds, you know, you know, have 14 assists, and he'll go three for 19 from the field. He's such, you know, like I shouldn't even mention them together because – this guy is one of the great shooters of all time. I mean, they, there's Dame and then there's Steph. And Luca's getting better and better. Luca's not as consistent as those two. But I, I would just say as far as clutch three-point shooters, just flat-out clutch players. I mean, take three-point out of it. Uh, who? How do we rank those? We've been ranking a lot of people. Uh, and, and by the way, tell me if anybody comes in and wants to talk about that coaches thing. We'll go back to it, uh, Garrett. But I mean, as far as clutch shooters over the years, okay, I'm always going to put my man Michael. I'm always going to put MJ first because he proved it, get night in, night out. Um, I, I would probably put Kobe second. I would put. I mean, LeBron's clutch. I don't want to take any shots at him. LeBron's very, very clutch. But after, I mean, let's let's just take those three out of it because everybody that, that starts all sort of other arguments. The next group is Steph and Dame. Yeah. I mean, I, I, who who do we go back to? I mean, I again, I'm, I'm I can't talk to I can't speak to the Big O. The Big O put up huge numbers. I'm I'm sure he was clutch. But that's not really in my lifetime. I wasn't watching the Big O. Bird was clutch. Magic was clutch. I mean, those were huge, big-time clutch players. But I, I, I would say that um, I'd have to put Dame in that kind of in that kind of territory, and that's uh, that is saying a lot. You know, and I, and it's it's that that kind of playoff performance. Uh, I, when I was a kid, I saw a young MJ do it to a great Celtics team, to an older bird, but they were still good teams. In a losing cause, he scored 64. And that's when you kind of, you know, you already knew it, but that's when you were just like, all right, MJ is the second coming. I, I don't think Dame, you know, he's not, he doesn't get that kind of respect because of where he plays and because of their inability to get as far as they need to in the playoffs. We got a text here on the CSE Collision Center text line. says, how about Robert Ory um, as far as somebody coming up clutch? Big shot Bob. Yep. He did it again and again and again in the playoffs. It's a good name. I'm not against it. I, I'm just, I, he didn't do it as much as Dane Reggie does Miller? it. In the, Reggie's extremely clutch. Okay, good names. All those are, all those are good names. Um... I mean, I, I, you, you can go back to a lot of those Lakers teams. You go back to a lot of the, the, the Celtics and go back even 
even before Bird. And you talk about Hondo, and you talk about Jerry West and some of those guys. But um, modern day, it's just we we're seeing something completely different. We're seeing everything being thrown at him, and there's nothing you can do. Now, what I don't understand is how do you not foul him? You're 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 up by three. He's got 15 seconds. He's got time to gather, go around his back, back up, go back you down, then go uh, through his legs three times, and then get the shot he wants and dance around. How in the world do you not wrap him up at some point? How do you ever let a guy like Dame Lillard get to that point? And and I know coaches would say, well, you know, what if he and, – and part of it is they probably didn't trust that young guy, Shaq Harrison. You know, they took their greatest, their best offensive players off the court. So then they had to come up the court after one of those possessions, and they didn't have they didn't have Joker or Michael Porter Jr. because those guys are not great defenders. And one time Porter Jr. got one right in his face from Lillard. It is an unbelievable thing. All right, uh, Scott Drew, coach of the national champion Baylor Bears, joins us next. I love baseball. The Rangers and Rockies play game two of their three-game series tonight at Coors Field in Denver. There's a high drive hit deep to right field. This one's way back, and that ball is history. Chris Davis has tied the game with his first home run as a Ranger. Have you seen my baseball? Hi, everybody. This is Eric Nadell inviting you to join Matt Hicks, Jared Sandler, and me. The 2-2 pitch. Swing and a miss. He struck him out. Our Geico broadcast time tonight is 7 o'clock on the Texas Rangers Radio Network. In the market for a new metal roof? Since 1943, Pioneer Steel and Pipe has helped Central Texas residential and commercial customers with metal roofs that are impact, fire, and windstorm resistant and will lower your insurance considerably. Your roof will be figured correctly, and they offer a wide variety of panels and colors to make sure it looks sharp. Everyone wants to protect their hard-earned assets from harsh Texas weather, and a metal roof is the best way to protect your home. Pioneer Steel and Pipe, with locations in Waco and Bryan, and at PioneerBoys.com. At Gutter Edge, they do the job right the first time. Gutter Edge features 5 and 6 inch seamless rain gutters in 36 different colors, and they can handle both residential and commercial jobs. Plus, they clean out gutters and offer leaf guard products. They offer prompt and courteous service throughout Central Texas, and your estimate is free. Gutter Edge is family owned and operated since 2019, where they say any job, big or small. Call Gutter Edge at 254 716 3659. That's 254 716 3659 for Gutter Edge. At UBO Business Services, being the premier copier service provider in Texas has its advantages. In production, UBO is the only dealership in North America that can sell and service the Xerox, Iridesc, and Versant lines, as well as Konica Minolta's Acuro Press line and Ricoh's Production Pro 7210SX. In wide format, UBO offers HP's industry-leading line of equipment. Call Sean Hunt at 254-772-1600 or ubeo.com. Fox tonight, Master Chef returns, and home cooks will have to impress legendary celebrity chefs. Emerald Agassi, Paula Dean, Molly Mono. To win the title. Master Chef Legends. Then, it's the new hit competition where bakers have to gather clues about a missing dessert. Buttermilk. Coconut. Then bake a five-star version of it. This is delicious. But did you make the right dessert? We're in big trouble. <sighs> Joel McHale hosts Crime Scene Kitchen. And stay tuned for Fox 44 News at 9. Your news now. It's Al from the Goodfeet store. If you've been suffering with knee, hip, or back pain, the problem may be right under your nose. 
Your whole body is supported by your feet. If they're out of alignment, that could cause issues in your knees, hips, and even your back. The Good Feet system helps put your feet in their ideal position. Just stop in. Meet with one of our specialists who will personally fit you with the perfect arch support system. You walk around, try them for free, and then you decide if they work for you before you buy. How great is that? At the Good Feet store in Waco near Cabela's. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate is a full-service, independent insurance agency and real estate company. They write all policies from commercial to auto and home. Pascal Insurance and Real Estate represents multiple companies, including Safeco, Travelers, Allstate, Progressive, Central, and Hoheim Prairie. Their real estate experts specialize in residential, commercial, and farm and ranch properties. Stop by and check them out, 401 South Madison in McGregor, or learn more at psrealtors.com. ESPN Radio Sports Center. I'm Ward Watch with your ESPN Central Texas Sports Center update brought to you by Slovakic Sausage and West. Four games in the NBA tonight. The 76ers try to close their series with the Wizard. Tip is at 6. The Hawks also try to close their series with the Knicks. Tip is at 30. Utah has a 3-1 lead in the series over the Grizzlies. Tip at 8.30. And the Mavericks are back in L.A. taking on the Clippers. That series tied at 2. Tip is at 9 o'clock. Rangers continue to reel on a seven-game slide. They try to bounce back tonight at the Rockies. First pitch at 7.40. And you can hear that game on ESPN Central Texas. MC CC continues their JUCO World Series tonight versus San Jacinto. First pitch at 7.30, and you can hear that game on Bob FM 104.9. And the Crawford Lady Pirates go for back-to-back state championships tonight in Austin versus Stanford. First pitch at 7 o'clock, and you can hear that game on Shooter FM 92.9. Sports Center every 20 minutes, only on ESPN Central Texas. ESPN Central Texas is your flagship station for Baylor Athletics. Welcome back to the Matt Mosley Show, presented by Central National Bank. Here's Matt Mosley. It is uh, Matt Mosley alongside Garrett Ross. Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. And uh, really happy to be joined by Scott Drew, coach of the national champion uh, Baylor Bears. And, uh, Scott, always fun to talk to you. We got the – I guess we shouldn't be shocked. The man's done it for 40 years, but it still feels – shocking uh that uh coach k after this coming season will be stepping down and uh i i would say scott there's a there's not much bigger news that could happen in in uh in college coaching what would uh what did what did you what were your what were your feelings when uh when you saw that news come down well like you said um you knew it was a matter of time uh but at the same time when when it hits uh, you just think back of all the good that he's brought to college basketball and what he's done for uh, the USA uh, uh, Olympics. And um, I mean, he's a Hall of Famer and uh, uh, he's been a great ambassador uh, for college basketball for a long time. And uh, I'll, I'll never forget competing against him. Uh, uh, hopefully we get one more shot at him because we are 0-1 against him, as you remember. But uh, uh, one thing that you that you always do is a player or a coach, you get better when you go against the best. And uh, he definitely uh, uh, was, was uh, as successful uh, as he is for a reason, and that is uh, um, he's one of the best to ever do it. When was the first time you uh, you you get you were able to meet him? 
Actually, I think it was uh, uh, in recruiting, you meet everybody. Um, but uh, the first time I heard him talk was at, in, in a uh, uh, NABC Final Four coaches meeting when he was offering his, uh, I think it was his thoughts on the eight and five rule back in the day. And he was 100% accurate. We needed to change that ASAP. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, when you started recruiting against those those you know who's who and you're showing up at those tournaments uh, now, was that was was there ever one of those moments, Scott, where you're like, oh my gosh, there's there's Bob Knight, there's there's Coach K, and they famously crossed paths many many years ago. Um, what, what, was that was that pretty wild? I mean, obviously you were exposed to a lot of coaches mm-hmm. because of your dad. But that had to be, Uh-oh. as a young coach, that had to be pretty interesting to go in one of those gyms and be recruiting and see some of those guys in the gym. No, no, no question. And at the same time, uh, 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 your job was to beat them. And uh, uh, so you wanted to learn from them, follow them, see what they did well. Um, but at the same time, uh, when you're competing, you're competing. And uh, I know it, we recruited against them a lot more than we played against them because uh, again, we only played that one time against them. But uh, uh, as far as recruiting, we recruited several of the same uh, players. And uh, uh, unfortunately, he ended up getting most of them. <laughs> <laughs> you remember, was there was there a player in particular you felt like you were close to that ended up oh, on well, the uh, Duke Tyus roster? Jones. Ty- Tyus Jones. We, oh, uh, uh, wow. It was, I mean, that was, that was uh, it, it, Tyus and Jalil visited together. And it was uh, 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 us, Kansas, and Duke. And um, I think it was, I think uh, at the end of the day, they wanted to play together. And I think one of them had us at the top of the list, and the other one uh, had us at the bottom. And uh, uh, <laughs> <laughs> Duke, Duke ended up winning out. <laughs> yeah, so, yeah. but, but I mean, it, it, again, uh, you, uh, the way he recruited was first class. Uh, and and there's there's a reason again he's successful as he is. Uh, he's a Hall of Famer in in all regards. Talking to Scott Drew on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. You you got to do a a show with him recently after after you won a national title, and that had to be a really uh, cool thing. In fact, everybody was sending that to me immediately. You got to hear this. You got to hear it. One of the things y'all talked about was you know what what he did after winning national titles or maybe after even winning mm-hmm. his first, which was a long, you know, pretty long time ago. What was the, uh, mm-hmm. what was the advice uh, that, that coach K gave you about, you know, how to process all this and then, and then how to then go back to, to doing what you do, which is go out and recruit and try to try to win the conference again. Well, a- a- actually uh, uh, I called and talked with them later when we had more time to visit and uh, he was extremely uh, uh, gracious with his time and, his expertise and is, uh, as, as you know, every season's uh, uh, new and it's a different, uh, different team. And uh, it's, it's, it's a different uh, uh, plays. You got to change your, 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 your plays, your schemes and everything based on your personnel, which I agree 100% with and uh, um, uh, start from scratch. Uh, 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 you're at the bottom of the mountain. You got to climb up again. Now, you know, the path up, and that, that makes it easier, but at the same time, uh, uh, you got to do all the work uh, uh, from scratch. And, and with that, uh, just uh, uh, a lot of, I asked his opinion on a lot of things. Um, 
such as uh, uh, because the time management comes in uh, to affect when you win a national championship, you get pulled in a lot more uh, directions. And how do you balance all that where you're able still to uh, maintain time with your, your, your team and, and your family? And uh, again, uh, I believe he's won five titles. So uh, he's got some expertise on that. But uh, I was just really impressed with his uh, uh, uh Concerned to actually in 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 uh, uh, gracious enough with his time to make sure that uh, uh, I I was able to ask all all the questions uh, um, I uh, I had for him and and he could answer them to the best of his ability so really respected him on that and I know his uh, uh, podcast is one of the uh, uh, best podcasts out there I know a lot of people listen to it and he does a tremendous job does a lot of research uh, getting ready for it and. Um, one thing, one thing that's, that's rare is I received a letter after the podcast, thanking me for coming on the podcast. Cause he knows how busy you are after you win a championship. And again, uh, uh, a, a touch of class for someone like that, that doesn't have to do uh, those kind of things. And, uh, uh, you learn a lot from people and, uh, I learned a lot from him after winning it. Just the nice things he said about our team, the time he had, uh, to help us out. And when I say us, it's always us and our staff because uh, we're in it and we're, we're, we're one and uh, um, really appreciative of that. Does, um, does he do any fishing like you and Mark Few? I know that's, no, uh, I think he, he does gardening and, and uh, 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 that that's one thing that, <laughs> that he'll never have to worry about me intruding on. Cause I, <laughs> God didn't bless me with any gardening skills. I can promise you that. <laughs> I, I don't know. I've heard that y'all have been up for yard of the month a couple times, so yeah. I, I don't know. <laughs> but you know what? It, it, again, you have to have some some release, some way to get away, some way to uh, uh, refocus. And uh, again, uh, um, one thing is, is, is I was real impressed with. Uh, uh, one thing stood out talking about how he, he did a much better job uh, 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 coming off his, his back injury, uh, delegating and spreading out the responsibility instead of, instead of trying to micromanage everything. And uh, uh, you love guys that, that, that want to give back and, and help future generations of coaches. So a lot of respect for them. Talking to Scott Drew, coach of the national champion Baylor Bears on the Matt Mosley Show, ESPN Central Texas. Go ahead, Garrett. Coach, uh, you see Roy Williams retire last year, and then now Coach K. And I just have to wonder, you know, with with COVID and everything, that wear and tear, the mental the, the mental state that it drains for y'all with everything you have on your plate. Do you think that comes into play here? And you know, how difficult is that? Like from a, everything that y'all had to go through over these past years, and then you throw in the the transfer portal and the one and dones. Do you just kind of give an overall? I guess, said of what the, that's kind of like to deal with from a difficulty standpoint. Well, I think, I think uh, uh, um, there's, there's been so much transition in college basketball too. Uh, uh, NIL, um, the COVID, uh, uh, social media, and just how that plays in. Uh, um, one and done, the G League. Uh, so it's just a lot of transition right now. And for all the coaches, you understand uh, maybe this is a time to, to end it and exit it uh, because things are changing a lot. And uh, with, with that, 
Uh, Coach Williams, uh, another guy that I have utmost respect for. Actually, spent a lot more time with him on the road, uh, recruiting and uh, 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 getting to know him. And we recruited against several of the uh, same uh, uh, same players, but also uh, uh, through the Nike trips and just uh, uh, spending time with him. And such a humble man. And, uh, I know we'll, we'll all really miss him. Um, talked with him after. He won his national championship. Things were a little different because uh, after they won their national championship, they had to get up the next day and go recruiting uh, because of COVID. We couldn't recruit. And actually now there's always a dead period, which gives you a couple days after the final uh, four where you can't recruit. But uh, that would have, that would be awful tough because we, we, I don't know how you get any sleep after you win it. And then to be in the gym at 8 a.m. the next day, that would be really hard. So uh, <laughs> uh, that's one thing good about the NCA. We have changed some rules to make things uh, better and and there is a couple day gap after the final four now so you don't just go on the road the next day you know i wanted to ask you about something that uh happened just the other day jared butler made his announcement that he is going to turn pro and uh i i just wonder it, it, you've had so many great players and you, you don't rank them ever but in terms of just importance he strikes me i think back on dugat and that group uh curtis gerald's those were extremely important players to the program, but but Jared Butler, what he meant as a person and a player, I mean, I, I just was wondering if you could put that in perspective of just what he's meant to not only your program, but really the, the school, because that, that, that guy, my gosh, he, national champion, but also during the uh, George Floyd marches in, in the BLM movement, he was up there speaking. It just seems like to me, uh, Jared Butler is one of the more important players you've ever brought in. And, and uh, as you know, this is uh, God's platform, and, and the great thing is you have players like Jared Butler out there uh, to honor him with it and hearing his interviews and uh, uh, just what he, uh, uh, how he's represented Baylor University and our basketball program. You couldn't ask for a better ambassador. And, uh, I know when his playing days are over, he's going to make a heck of a, a governor, a senator, a, a president, whatever he wants to do, uh, because he's he's really talented and spiritually. Uh, I mean, uh, not many times do you have your your all American on Division One councils representing uh, uh, all student athletes and teaching second or third grade uh, uh, Sunday school at one of the local churches. So uh, somebody that uh, was so impactful on so many fronts and, uh, and not only made a difference on Baylor's campus, uh, but throughout all Division One and throughout the United States. Yeah, I don't recall them asking me to teach Sunday school when I was an undergrad at Baylor, but uh, uh, that, that was not something <laughs> they, they approached me about. You would have been a heck of a Sunday school teacher. I'm just telling you, Mosley. <laughs> you might have needed two services, though, because you would have kept them entertained. I promise you that. <laughs> you know that kid at North Texas? He was in my Sunday school class when he was three years old. That kid's still playing for Grant. <laughs> you know, so that's that's how he got his start. I don't know if he would put it that way. But um, the, uh, <laughs> the last thing I wanted to hit you with, uh, Matthew Myers got a decision to make. Um, mm -hmm. You know, you've seen guys in this. Yeah, I think it's. I think July seventh may be the deadline for that, if I have that correctly. Um, mm -hmm. ha, do you just give Matt? You know, anytime he has a question for you, you just kind of sound. I mean, obviously, you'd love him to come back, but at the same time, you want what's best for him. Where Where are you in that process with uh, with Matthew? 
Well, uh, it, just like last year when you had Maceo and you had uh, Jared going through uh, uh, um, their decision process, uh, you, you, you try to help them out any way you can, uh, whatever information they would need, and at the same time uh, uh, let them know you support them. And uh, this, the common denominator in, in all three situations is tremendous uh, uh, parents that uh, uh, are are not going to um, be fooled. They're going to know what they're getting into, and then if that's what they want to do, do it. Uh, and if it's not in their best interest, they're not going to do it. So uh, as a coach, it's so often you hear stories of uh, players that think they're going to get drafted a certain spot. They come out, find out they're not drafted there because an agent or someone told them something that wasn't true, and then now they're stuck. They can't come back to college. So uh, uh, the college is upset, and they're upset, and uh, then it's bad business all the way around. But if you if you uh, know what you're, if you have good people around you and good information, then it makes decisions uh, uh, easy to be made. And and again, everyone has different agendas. Uh, some people, you know, what I'm going to come out early when I'm a lottery pick. I'm going to come out when I'm a mm-hmm. guaranteed first round pick. I'm going to come out uh, whenever I can get drafted, even if that doesn't. That means I, I'm not going to get guaranteed money. I mean, so uh, you got to find out what the goals are, and then you got to find out uh, if the information matches up to that. And then, uh, again, as coaches, our job is uh, uh, not to just win games at Baylor University. Our job is to help our student athletes, and uh, uh, most of their goals are to play in the NBA. So um, we want to definitely help them reach their goals and dreams and uh, provide them whatever information they need to make uh, the decision that best suits them and their families. Yeah, and usually, to... usually most coaches will tell you when you're, when you're a first round pick and you're guaranteed money and guaranteed years in the NBA, that's the time to go. Um, the tough thing is always knowing when you're a guaranteed first round pick, because as you know, there's 40 million draft boards out there and some draft board, someone's got you at 28 or some team really likes you. Um, but if there's only one team that likes you and if that, pick gets traded well now you don't even have that team so i mean there's so many different things that can go into it yeah but we one thing we don't want to do is is tear up you know break up the mullet brothers and so i i think that um you know we've got to continue down that path so uh we will uh, we will we'll see how it goes hey scott i appreciate it and uh boy thanks for joining us on a on a very uh uh, a big day in college basketball, and it'll be fun to get one more year with Coach K. And uh, and I hope you do get a crack at him. We need one more shot at Duke. I mean, we're still reeling from that call. And uh, I hope Coach K's <laughs> apologized hey, to you at some point block, for that. Mosley? Was it a block or was it a charge? What was well, you it? know exactly what that was. My goodness. <laughs> yeah, yeah. We should have won that game. Yeah, you know exactly oh. what that was. But uh, all right. Well, hey, I appreciate it, Scott. You have a great day. Thank you, Matt. Thanks for all you, you do. You too. You too. There he goes, Scott Drew, the head coach of the national champion Bears. And uh, oh man, all those years ago, called for a charge, and it was uh, it was not uh, it was not uh, accurate at all. Um, all right, it's time for Tom Barfield in game time. We appreciate Scott. We appreciate Garrett Ross. We will see you tomorrow at 3 o'clock sharp. Good night.